there is no difference between my humanness and your humanness. The only thing is, if you're trying to get there, you cannot stop believing in any way. No matter what anybody says, no matter what anybody tells you, you have to know it beyond knowing it. It is a feeling. When something is for you, this is how I knew it was for me. When something's for you, there's a feeling that is deep down inside of you that will not allow you to let it go. It will, it will keep you going when you can't even keep yourself going, a place where even dreams believe. Because there comes a time in your life where you've worked and you've stressed and you tried to get there and you couldn't on your own, but you have a dream. And that dream has to take on the belief for you because you can't do it by yourself. Don't stop. Narrow your focus to one idea, one, and make it work. That will give birth to all the others. These thoughts that we have, we think they're our thoughts, so it makes it really hard to change them. And people meditate and try to not think thoughts. Show me somebody who's done that successfully, consistently. If they're full the mind thinks thoughts. But here's the distinction. If I told you 100 years ago, we we're gonna to fly to the moon and back, you would have called me a lunatic. That's where the term comes from. And people still use it, and it doesn't make any sense, because a lunatic is somebody who thought we'd go to the moon and back, and we've done it, right? If I would have told you 100 years ago that there's gonna be a box in your pocket, and you're gonna pull this thing out, you're gonna hit a couple buttons, and then it's gonna capture invisible waves that are drifting around the earth, and bring the waves in, and you're gonna see somebody on the other side of the earth, and you're gonna to talk to them, you're totally nuts. Thoughts are those invisible waves. And when you use your body in a certain way, if I sit like this, I'm gonna channel, a, I'm gonna tap into a different channel of those waves than if I'm sitting like this. Kind of like a TV set. If I turn one channel, it might be a comedy channel. I'm gonna see a lot of laughter. Turn another one, it's a horror channel. Turn another channel, it's a romance channel. This is what changes which of those waves you touch in. So if you can start to realize that your thoughts, that you think are your thoughts, there's nothing unique about your thoughts. They've been around for thousands of years. You're just tapping into them because of what you're doing with your body that makes you either fearful or passionate or courageous or whatever you're feeling. As you go in those states, you get different thoughts. So what I want people to see is that learn how to just see those thoughts go by. Learn how to be entertained by those thoughts. Because I have crazy thoughts, and, but what I've gotten good at is going, look at that crazy thought. That's not me, that's the mind. Not your mind, because if it's you, how do you change you? Pretty hard. but. I really truly know there's, I haven't heard a thought come out of you that's original. <laughs> You've called them your thoughts, but they're not. You've stolen them. They've been around forever. When you see that, it's easier to let go of them. And letting go of those thoughts is one of the ways that you free yourself. And the, again, the more you do it, just like a muscle, you get better and better and better. And all of a sudden, the shit that used to make you crazy or stressed out, I'm like, how many things have you worried about that never came to be? And some people, their life is good, so they worry about other people, you know, so they're never not worried, right? So it's really just a pattern. If you want wealth, real wealth is not just money, it's emotion. It's like, what are we really after in money? You don't want money, you don't want pieces of paper with the pictures of deceased notables on it. You think money will give you, you think it'll give you freedom or security or stability or love. It won't give you love, it'll get you sex, it won't get you love, money won't, right? So really what you're after is the emotion and so what I want people to get is the emotion they want now and all it is is a new habit it's learning to discipline this mind right by realizing the mind thoughts are out there and letting them float by and constantly coming back to what can I love about this what can I appreciate it's like if you can learn to love or at least appreciate start to enjoy the things that you used to get upset about how much freedom would you have
how much more joy you'd have. And I know people who got billions of dollars. I've coached them who is like, holy sh! They live in scarcity all the time. One man, I'll, I'll never forget. He's screaming at his wife. I'm in the media. I'm in. I'm in the house, and he's screaming at his wife because she spent some money on a bunch of outfits and stuff like that. And he's a multi-billionaire. He couldn't spend all his money in his lifetime, and then he's totally upset at his daughter, who's in her 20s, who spent some money too. And I'm like, I pulled him aside afterwards, and I said, What do you do this for? And what do you do it for? And he's like, Well, it's just it's the principal thing. I said, No, the principal thing is, do you love these people, and do you want them to have an abundant life? When you have, there's, you don't have one loss, but you live like you're poor, you know. And it's like I finally got through to them. But so many people, that's why I say money doesn't change you. Money magnifies who you are. So you want to expand the depth of who you are and free yourself from suffering by just knowing it's a pattern of thought, and you can change the pattern of thought. You will fail at some point in your life. Accept it. You will lose. You will embarrass yourself. You will suck at something. There's no doubt about it, and I know that's probably not a traditional message for a graduation ceremony. But hey, I'm telling you, embrace it because it's inevitable, and I should know. In the acting business, you fail all the time. Early on in my career, I auditioned for a part in a Broadway musical. Perfect role for me, I thought, except for the fact that I can't sing. So. I'm I'm in the wings. I'm about to go on stage, but the guy in front of me, he's singing like, like, like Pavarotti. He's just he's just going on and on and on, and I'm just shrinking. I'm getting smaller and smaller. So they say, "Oh, thank you very much. Thank you very much." And you will you'll be hearing from us. So I come out with my little music, and it, it was it was a. Just my imagination by the Temptations. That's what I came up with. So I hand it to the the, the, the accompanist, and uh, she looks at it and looks at me and looks out at the director and is like, ah. so I I start, you know, I, I'm, I'm gonna sing. I'm like, it's just my imagination once again, and then. Coming away with me, and they're not saying anything, so I'm thinking I'm getting better. So I, I just start getting into it. It was just <laughs> running. They say, "Oh, yeah, thank, yeah, thank, thank you, thank you, thank you very much, Mr. Washington. Thank you." So I assumed I didn't get the job. But the next part of the audition, he called me back. The next part of the audition is the acting part of the audition. Now I'm like, "Hey, okay, maybe I can't sing, but I know I can act." So they pair me with this guy, and again, I didn't know about musical theater. And musical theater is big, so they can reach everyone all the way in the back of the, of the stadium. And I'm more from a realistic, uh, naturalistic kind of acting, where you, you know, you actually talk to the person next to you. So I, I don't know what my line was. My line was, "Well, hand me the cup." And his line was, "Well, I will hand you the cup, my dear. The cup will be there to be handed to you." I said, oh, okay. <laughs> well, should I give you the cup back? Oh yes, you should give it back to me because you know that is my cup and it should be given back to me. I didn't get the job. But here's the thing. I didn't quit. I didn't fall back. 
I walked out of there to prepare for the next audition and the next audition and the next audition. I prayed. I prayed and I prayed. But I continued to fail and fail and fail. But it didn't matter because you know what? There's an old saying. You hang around the barbershop long enough, sooner or later you're going to get a haircut. So you will catch a break, and I did catch a break. Last year, I did a play called Fences on Broadway. I saw someone talked about it. Won the Tony Award. I, and I didn't have to sing, by the way. <laughs> but here's the kicker. It was at the court theater. It was at the same theater that I failed that first audition 30 years prior. The, the point is, and I'll pick up the pace, the point is every graduate here today has the training and the talent to succeed. But do you have the guts to fail? It's hard changing your life. It was hard when just over three years ago, in the Penobscot building in Detroit, Michigan, where I was operating my business, and I fell on some hard times, and I was sleeping in my office. It was hard coming into the lobby, and the security said, excuse me, Mr. Brown, can we see you for a moment? And I said, yes, and I walked up to the counter, and he gave me an envelope, and he said, would you mind reading it here? And I opened the envelope, and the envelope was from management that said, this is an office tower it's not a hotel please do not sleep in your office and i said excuse me sir i said i just work long hours in creating my business i'm an entrepreneur and right now things are bad for me but they're not going to be this way always and i just asked for the opportunity to continue to operate like i'm doing i'm not trying to make this my home and it was hard coming through the lobby. And sometimes they would laugh. There's a guy talking about becoming successful. And look at him. He's bathing in the bathroom upstairs on the 21st floor. He sleeps on the floor. Him and two other dreamers up there. Look at him. It was hard, ladies and gentlemen, coming to speak to people. And I was facing financial difficulties in my own life. I was behind on my bills and my dreams, and I'm saying to them, you can live your dream. It was hard, ladies and gentlemen. It was very difficult to pick myself up each day believing that I could do it. There were times that I doubted myself. I said, God, why, why is this happening to me? I'm just trying to take care of my children and my mother. I'm not trying to steal or rob from anybody. Why did this have to happen to me? It was very hard. And here's what I want to say to you. For those of you that have experienced some hardships, don't give up on your dream. No one could have convinced me by holding on, by continuing to push forward, by continuing to run toward my dream, that one day I would have my own talk show. It's a long shot, ladies and gentlemen, from Liberty City, an abandoned building on a floor never knowing my mother or father it's a long shot being here with you today in this dome in atlanta it's a long shot no college training labeled educable mentally retarded but i kept running toward my dream
toward your dream.